Boston College again goes into the transfer portal and adds an additional piece to their defensive line. On today's show, I'm going to get into who this new guy is, what you need to know about him, what he could do for this team, and where Boston College could go next. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Today's episode is brought to you by our first listen, because that's what we are. We're your first listen here on Locked On BC. Thank you for making us that. We're your team every day. So it's been a while. Boston College football had eight commitments in the transfer portal. It's been quiet, you know, as I've said on Eagle Insider, the site that I write for. You haven't heard any new names. You haven't heard any uh, rumblings about any commitments coming up. And it's just been quiet. You just got over a dead period. They had two commit uh, recruits over, or transfers over, over the weekend. And with that snowstorm, you're thinking to yourself, huh, I don't know if they're going to get any of them. Well, on Tuesday, one of them popped. Earlier in the day, we saw Vince Ogabase, the defensive line coach, post his rock, let's go tweet, which usually means you're getting a defensive lineman. And... It mean, that meant it was either one or two guys. There was either going to be Elijah Alston, who uh, is a transfer from Marshall, who was there last weekend, or it was going to be Sed McConnell from Illinois. Now, we had to wait. I knew what was one of the guys. I was trying to get it confirmed. But, you know, the transfer portal in BC football has been kind of like Fort Knox with the media. They don't. They're very, I don't want to say paranoid, but they're very guarded with their information for this because... Go back to like the Baishel Tutin uh, recruitment last year, running back out of uh, NCA&T who committed to BC. He bailed on BC at the last second to go to Virginia Tech. And since then, it's been very quiet. So we waited and I got confirmation shortly before he announced that it was going to be said McConnell. Said McConnell is a fourth year. He's going to be a fourth year player coming out of Illinois. He plays defensive line, 6'3", 285 pounds. So, he has played a bit. He hasn't played a ton. I think he played 150 snaps last year, played in seven games the year before and redshirted the year before that out of Atlanta. He's another Atlanta guy. He had offers out of high school from Duke, Wake Forest, Vanderbilt, Kansas. Um, he had a bunch. Uh, I was a high, a regular three-star recruit. I think he was about 110th Uh, defensive lineman in the class of 2021. So not a huge commitment in terms of um, star power in in terms of recruiting. Now, he's played a bit. I know I saw on Illinois' 247 site that he got a lot of praise during the spring ball. Uh, Illinois had a very, I believe, had a very good defense this last year, and he was part of that, but he was more of a rotational backup guy. Now, you you look at what he's done, his his pro football-focused grade, is a 60, which isn't great, but it isn't bad either. He's higher than Neto Ekpala. <laughs> Neto Ekpala, I was looking at his grades. Woof, we'll talk about him in just a moment. And you look at what he can do for this defense, and that's, I think, where we're at right now. So is this a big get for Boston College? Nah, I don't think it's a big get. It's a solid depth piece. This reminds me a little bit of Caleb Jones, defensive tackle out of NCA and T that they landed last year. Where it, it isn't it isn't a page turner. It's not someone that you know everyone is lighting up about. 
And believe me, I understand the folks that are upset when <laughs> I think everyone thought when they saw Gobase's tweet, along with Elijah Alston's, I'm decommitting from Texas A&M. I think they try to put the the dots together and thought it was going to be him who we'll get into later. Um, I get I get why you're disappointed, um, but there's there's hopefully uh, a pot at the end of the rainbow for that. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. So McConnell, you know. I think BC last year had some decent depth. Uh, you saw George Rooks go down, uh, and you you see that you know there was there were guys that they were bringing in in terms of their defensive line. This is a guy that fits that George Rooks model, right? He's not an edge rusher. He's way too big. Um, unless they slow him down, like, I mean, obviously they could put him on a diet and have him lose thirty pounds and then have him play edge but he's more of that tweener. Like he's a guy that you can line up all over the place. Kind of like what they did with Rooks, right? You can put him at defensive tackle. You could put him on edge. If there was a specific package that you're going to use. Um, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of versatility with a player like this. that I think Jeff Halfley uh, definitely enjoys. Uh, he is, you know, he's got a couple years left, so that's good too. This is a guy that, you know, you try him out this year and if he works, he works. If he doesn't, maybe he's someone that, you know, next year he transfers out. Cause I mean, it's his fourth year. He's going to graduate after this year, I assume. So, you know, this is a low risk checkout. Like you check this guy out, you add him for depth, you know, hope that he is able to do what you want in terms of your system and what you need. It, it adds to your need, you know, you're, you're, you're adding established depth here, which I think is important. I think it's so funny. You go back to what Jeff Halfley had preached for the last couple of years, right? And he was so excited for years about how many times that true freshmen would jump in and they'd play. And he was so pumped that, you know, you got these true freshmen are showing you guys. And it's, he's done like a basically a 180. And I don't know if he wants to admit that that's a, a, a faulty logic, but I think he wants to get rid of that mentality. He wants to get more guys on the two deep that are experienced. And whether this guy starts, whether McConnell starts or not, you're going to have, uh, he'll take the place of someone who like Josiah Griffin, for instance, was on the two deep last year. And he, I'm sure he was not ready to play. You want to give these, these guys the, the opportunity to develop, to, to not have to play right away. And getting like McConnell and Caleb Jones last year is going to give you that opportunity to give those guys a year or two to season. So you're not forced at the end of the year. Like you look at the secondary, right? secondary was very, very thin. And when the guys went down, that's when you got Max Tucker out there and he had his growing pains. And that's when you had KP Price out there and he had his growing pains and CJ Clint sales. And you go, go out down that line, right? Getting players, as long as you have, I, I, I'm, the hope is that they have the, the, the scholarships to continue to add quality talent. We'll get into that in the last segment, but you look at, what they need, they need a depth here. They needed guys that can come in that have played and he's played in three seasons already. So you can have him in there for rooks. You can spell him. You can put him in packages. You can do a whole bunch of things with said McConnell. We'll just have to wait to see at what level he can do that at. Cause because for right now he's been a reserve. He hasn't been a guy that's done a lot. So it'll be interesting to see what Halfley use, utilizes him for. Is he a guy that comes in and in, you know, third downs or, or, or running downs, and what what do they want out of him? Uh, because that's going to be a big thing. He had three quarterback hits this last year as a defensive lineman. That gives, gives you um, a better feeling. He has no sacks. He has no sacks. 
So we'll get into next. I want to look at the, the state of the defensive line next. I want to look at what BC has and, and, and say that it's, it's not enough. And I'll explain why it's not enough what they have going into next year in just a moment. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we talk just for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if my wife or one of my kids got sick with a supply chain issue keeping them from the life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace Met case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared for them than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. Locked on BC, AJ Black here. If you have not done so already, head over to Eagle Insider. Become a member today. If you want to support my work, it's an easy way to do it. Right now, you have 30% off. Um, it's a good deal still. And for the amount of what you're going to get, it's even better. And we are hopefully adding some more staff for spring ball, uh, spring uh, sports soon, especially baseball. Stay tuned. If you want to come on over, it's a perfect time to sign up. So, Sed McConnell comes in. This is a three-star recruit. It's going to probably not be someone who lights the world on fire in terms of excitement around the program, as I said before, but as I mentioned, a valuable depth piece that hopefully gives BC some veteran uh, stability on the defensive line. The defensive line itself is something um, I think that needed to be addressed in this, in this transfer portal class. Last year, BC was one of the worst in the country in terms of sacks. I think they were 126th, if I remember correctly. Um, and you, you didn't have, you, you in terms of pressure, they were able to pressure the quarterback well, but they were never able to get the quarterbacks down. That was a big issue with Boston College. And, you know, the first person that everyone brings up is Donovan Azaraku, who went into the season as first team all ACC and then had I th what three sacks all season. He had eight and a half last year. I think people were really excited to see him become the next uh, defensive uh, end to become that elite pass rusher Boston College hasn't had since Zach Allen or Harold Landry. Right. Well, it's not just him. He had his moments in. You know, there were scheme issues that were, were forcing him to uh, to to not be as effective. There were, you know, he obviously he put on 10 pounds of weight. I wonder how much that had to do with it. But I look at the other side of the ball and I look at the other uh, the other side of the line and I look at the other defensive end that got a lot the most snaps. And I say that I feel like is a bigger issue for Boston College. And that's Neto Ekpala. Now, Neto Ekpala was a guy that I was super pumped about when they brought him in. This is a track star from Georgia. I remember that first game he played in, I think it was 2021 when he blocked the punt against uh, Clemson in Death Valley. It was a huge moment. And when, when BC's offense couldn't do anything, he had that big punt block. You know, you were expecting a speedy defensive end. And he, he again, he's, he put on pounds. He's up to 251. He's bigger. And I think he lost some of his speed because of that, which is kind of, uh, kind of sad. But I was looking at a statistic today when I was talking to Mitch Wolf on Twitter, on a uh, text message about, 
McConnell, and I was looking at uh, pass rush rates. And Paula, excuse me, had 27 pass uh, quarterback rushes, uh, quarterback pressure, excuse me, and one sack. One sack. That's a big problem. The fact that he got back there enough, I mean, that's what, a success rate of like 4%, less than 4%. That's a big issue. And you look at his pro football focus grade, and he had like a fit. So he's way lower than what said McConnell is. But you look at his grade and one specific area for Natawak Paula really stood out to me, which is his tackle rates. And as Mitch said, it's because he never gets quarterbacks to the ground and they, they dock him for it. There were five games last year. Paula had a score of less than 25 in tackling. 25. That is red, but that's like really bad red. So he he had he was a liability at times last year. Like the ability to get in the backfield was there. He just could never do what they needed him to do, which is get the quarterback to the ground. So I look at that. I, I say you needed to get another edge rusher. McConnell does not fit that need. You still need to get somebody else. You have defensive tackles. It, it all depends on health with these guys, right? George Rooks missed, missed George Rooks missed the Fenway Bowl. You have Quan Williams coming back, which is great. I thought he, I was expecting him to play a bigger role. He did not, um, but he. I think his snaps increased, especially when when uh, Horse um, Rooks went down. He he played more in that bowl. You have Cam Horsley, who was awesome last year. That's great that you get him back. He's going to one of those guys that's going to have like a Vinny De Palma year where he feels like he's been here forever. You have him coming, and then you have more situational guys that haven't done a whole lot. Nigel Tate, he played. I think he got hurt in the UVA game. Or it was actually before that, because I remember at the game he was out on crutches. Um, you have Owen Stodmeyer, and then you have the younger kids. So I look at both positions and said, you need to get more there. Now, said McConnell does a nice job of getting you defensive tackle help. He's not a true nose guard. He's not going to do what a Cam Horsley does, but he can do a lot of other things. So you're going to have to hope that guys like Quan Williams and and Horsley and and some you know either Stodmeyer or Tate can step up and do those things for you because you're gonna or, or not, oh, sorry Caleb Jones too who missed all of last year. You have Caleb Jones who missed all of last year. You have Tyus Clemens who didn't play at all. You also have Quintavious Hutchins who played a little bit at the end. You have a bunch of question marks, and I'm not sure we're gonna have to wait till the 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 spring to see how these guys shake out. Now Clemens missed all of last year. Hutchins played a little bit. Jones was out. Now, these guys are back. What role do they play in this defensive line? Um, and I think that's going to be interesting. Do they find a role? Or are these the kind of guys that maybe their time at BC has passed them by? It could happen, right? Like, you know, remember, there's a spring transfer portal uh, window after the um, spring ball. If they don't feel like it works, they're getting, they might enter the portal. So there's a lot of ups and downs here. I, I, as I said, this is a move that is depth only. I'm not sure how high the ceiling will be for a guy like said McConnell, but you need to get bodies in here. And he does that. <laughs> he does that. Right. So in our final segment, there is someone I think that would make a big difference. And I've talked about him, Elijah Alston out of Marshall. And I'm going to get into what he could bring and where things are at with the, uh, his recruitment. You're going to want to hear, What's the newest details on Elijah Alston? We'll get into all of that in just a moment. 
This is Locked On BC, and FanDuel, of course, is one of our favorites with the NFL season wrapping up. There's still time to get on that action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. You're looking at that playoff games coming up this weekend, thinking, you know, are you thinking the Chiefs are going to win? You know, you have your picks. If you have not even signed up for FanDuel, you can find that team you know is going to win. Maybe it, maybe it's the Lions over the Rams. Matthew Stafford um, is, is not going to get his revenge against his old team. You can go in there and make that bet. If you win, you get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed. This app is so easy, and there are many different ways to bet, like live game parlays. You can find new bets in the new Explore tab and so much more. And I love it so much because it's easy to use. The The, the navigation is is simple that even someone as, as, as like me can figure it out. So head on over to FanDuel, the, the official partner of the NFL, by going to FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup with FanDuel, the official sports partner of the NFL. Locked on BC, AJ Black. We're wrapping things up here, and I want to tell you one quick thing. I'm recording this on a Tuesday afternoon. Guess what? I'm going to be back again tonight to, to record again. I had a family obligation yesterday, and then I had uh, day job stuff this uh, this morning. So I didn't get a chance to record this till 4 o'clock on Tuesday. So you're getting two episodes of Locked on BC today. And, you know, there's still four hours. There could be more news coming up that I'm not even know, I don't even know about right now. I might be reaching out to some of my writers to see if any of them want to come on. I know that the news with Cutter Gautier is really up um, and people are interested in, and I'm going to see maybe if I get BC hockey blogger on, I'm not sure what his schedule looks like, but I'll talk to him in a little bit. Now, the biggest, when, as I said, when, when Vince Ogabase put up the rock GIF, you knew he, they were going to get a defensive lineman. And I think there was a, uh, a bit of a groan when it wasn't Elijah Alston out of Marshall. Now, Elijah Marshall uh, was one of the best uh, pass rushers in his conference over the last year with six and a half sacks and has drawn interest from Boston College, Texas A&M, and Georgia. Now, 24 hours ago, he committed to Texas A&M, and I just figured that was the end of it. I think he, I figured he got his bag from, you know, the Aggies, who are, are always swimming in money, and that would have been the end of it. You know, he could go over there and play. Well, Texas A&M, I, it feels to me, got a little bit rich for their, uh, too rich for their britches because he decommitted less than 24 hours later. And the reason it seems to me is that Texas A&M is like swimming in transfers right transfers right now because I believe they landed a defensive lineman edge before Alston and then landed another one after Alston. So maybe he just felt like, okay, I don't want to be stuck behind you know this log jam or potentially being stuck behind this log jam and I want to go someplace else. Now, that leaves Boston College in Georgia. Will he go to Georgia? Um, I believe he visited. I know he visited BC over this weekend, too. He was there Friday and Saturday. Hopefully got him out before that snow started. This is a critical, critical transfer. As as critical as getting Kamari Morales for your tight ends and, and all the help you got on the defensive back side, getting a, an edge rusher like this would be huge for BC and someone who is as talented as he is. He, if you look at pro football focus scores, and I, I bring these up a lot, it's like a, it's like a pass to fail type of thing. You know, you know, forties are bad. Not hundreds are great. He had a 91. This would make him one of the best pass rushers, rushers on BC's roster. And honestly, like folks have been asking him, like if he got 
Elijah Alston, would he be a package guy or would he, you know, take a guy's spot? I I would honestly say he's going to at least be coming in to try to challenge Nato Ekpala for that second defensive head spot. He's that good, right? So how with him being that important, is BC still in it? I still believe they are. I don't believe that they're out of it now. Um, I don't, you know, from the sources that I have and of people I've talked to, I've not heard otherwise that they're out right now. You know, usually I'll hear about that. But remember, the transfer portal is, like, as I said earlier, it is under a lock and key uh, for BC. They do not like to talk about it. So you don't get a lot of news. And I have to, to push and push and push and dig and dig and dig to get this information. So, um, Right now, it's, I'm a little bit in the dark, but I still, from what I've heard in some of the conversations I've had, I still think BC's still in it. And this would be, to me, the top transfer BC has landed to this point. It, it's such a need, and it would immediately make your defensive line. If you had him out there with Donovan Azaraku, you immediately have two good edges. And then you can use Akpala for other things. He would have a role, obviously. Um, and then use Egwin Kalangi and Gilbert Tongrangu um, in more situational spots. Again, you get a guy that's been around for a long time. But you have to wait and see. I have to also say, the, you know, you look for breadcrumbs. I know a lot of you guys are good at that kind of stuff. The big breadcrumb for this was when he announced his decommitment, who liked his post? Sean Duggan, Boston College's defensive coordinator. So while I don't get a lot right now, uh, as as I do for recruiting, I still think BC is still in this one. And then later on tonight tonight's show, we'll get into more recruiting news. We'll got talk hockey. We'll talk everything. So make sure you hit subscribe on Locked On BC wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at AJBlack247 and join us on Eagle Insider. Uh, right now, we have tons of uh, conversations going on, tons of news, tons of you know Eagle Insider intel I have up right now. If you're wondering who the true freshmen are going to be coming in the spring versus the summer, I get the whole list. It's all ready. I'm the only one out there that has it, so check that out. Mitch is going to be doing a, a film breakdown on Thomas Castellanos. We got Beacon there. We got uh, BC blogger talk, hockey blogger talking about Cutagatier and the, the drama with Philly. There's a ton of BC news. Make sure to check that out. And then make sure to get us wherever you get your podcasts. This is Locked On Boston College, your team every day.